The Las Vegas Raiders have partnered with the global lifestyle app TrueConnect to give the gift of wellness. Transform your mind, body, and soul through thousands of hours of premium fitness content, guided meditations, progress tracking, and more. Visit tcfree.fit to redeem one free year of TrueConnect exclusively for Raider Nation. You're listening to a Pawn Further Review presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, Eddie Pascal. Raider Nation, what is going on? Eddie Pascal here back on a Monday with a bonus episode of Upon Further Review brought to you by the good people at Coors Light. And yeah, bonus show time. That's what we're doing today. We talked about at the end of last week. Uh, the NFL annual meetings are currently in Phoenix. The league is rocking and rolling and getting all the business out of the way. And usually... I would be there, but as we all know, I'm on Baby Watch 2023, so I am here in Henderson, Nevada. Our bang-up production crew is down there in Phoenix, and while they have been down there, we have secured interviews with not only head coach Josh McDaniels, but friend of the program Dave Ziegler as well. So we're going to get straight into it. It's Monday. We're we're starting the week off with energy, with excitement, with enthusiasm, and you don't want to hear from me. We're just going to get right into it. So we're going to go back to back today, my friends. We're going to go with our interview with Josh McDaniels, number one, with the cool little whoosh effect that you all know and love, right into our conversation with Dave Ziegler. uh, And we're just going to rip it. We're going to feel good. We produced a lot today. We were productive today. We did a lot of things, and we want you to see and hear them. So friendly reminder, head on over to Raiders YouTube for all the good stuff there, as well as Raiders.com. And without further ado... Here they are, our conversations, plural, with head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler. Coach, uh, I wish I was down there with you, man. It looks beautiful. We have you in a fantastic background. The sun is shining. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here freezing in Vegas. How you doing? I'm doing well. Marcus found a great spot to do this. So uh, the weather's good. We can't complain. And uh, all is well here in Phoenix. My guy, Mark, is best in the business. But, Coach, let's, let's start here, right? We're almost two weeks now uh, into the start of the league year. And, and when you and Dave kind of started on this portion of the calendar, you look at free agency, uh, what were kind of the big goals for the two of you kind of embarking on this uh, portion of the NFL year? Honestly, just to try to uh, – two things, really. Just to try to make progress uh, by adding players that kind of fit our mold – and also try to achieve some level of continuity, um, you know, as we head into the draft portion of the offseason by not putting everybody on a one-year contract. And so really what we were looking to try to do is find players that we thought were Raider fits, tough, smart, dependable, available, uh, durable in the past, that wanted to be here, love football, uh, put the team first, and understand what we're trying to build. And you know, we were able to find some free agents in the first couple weeks here uh, that were interested in being a Raider. It was important to us to hear that from them. And uh, we're excited about some of the guys that we've added and feel like we've improved the competition on our football team as we head into a very important part of the year here in the draft. You know, you talk about bringing guys in and guys, you know, for here for multiple seasons, not, not people that want to be here for six, seven, eight months. I mean, in terms of team building and building out a roster, 1 to 90, how valuable is it to have guys that say, hey, I am committed to this place, I'm committed to this program, and this is really what, where I want, you know, the next chapter of my professional life to be? 
we always know there's going to be some players we have to put on a one-year deal. That's just part of the National Football League season. Um, but, you know, if we can find players that are young, ascending, uh, have an opportunity to get better, uh, that we can have around here for multiple years to blend in with the players that we're going to draft. That's the vision uh, as Dave and I, we sit down, we talk with Mark. That's what we want this to become, you know, and uh, we know there's, a, there's work to be done to add players that we've drafted uh, to, to be the core of our football team here. We have a few. We certainly don't have enough. Uh, and that's really what we're trying to do here is build some continuity some consistency so that we can develop together over time and improve together from one season to the next, which we feel like it gives us the best chance to have some sustained success as we move forward here uh, with the Raiders. I mean, you talk about some of those additions, Coach, and obviously the big one that the entire fan base is, is very jazzed up about at the moment is the addition of Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And, and we've, you've been asked so much about what Jimmy brings to the, uh, brings to the table. But I, I'm curious, in terms of, obviously, you two have a close relationship, part of the reason that he's here, but is having that type of relationship maybe more important to have with a quarterback than, say, another position on the team just because of, of the way that uh, the weight that is carried along with being the signal caller for an NFL franchise? It can be. Um, you, you certainly don't always have that opportunity to do that, you know. And um, you know, once we made the choice to to move forward um, from last season, uh, we just felt like you know th this guy was a guy we needed to make sure we we took a long hard look at. Uh, Jimmy's a tough guy. Um, he, he's been in a lot of big games in the last few years of his career here. He's really grown and changed. Uh, you know, for the better. Uh, once he left us in New England, went to San Francisco. I mean, he's really done some great things. He's a winner and he's a leader. He brings people together. Uh, he's very authentic in the way that he goes about his business. He's played in a lot of pressure pack games uh, and performed at a high level. So we're looking forward to uh, adding Jimmy to our football team and getting him with our players here once the offseason program begins. You know, how, how much has Jimmy changed, if at all, since that, that first encounter that you guys had in New England back in the day? Significantly. Um, you know, he changed significantly in the four years that I was with him. Uh, just grew so much in terms of, I would say, maturing into, you know, an NFL quarterback, understanding what that position requires of you uh, day to day, uh, the work that, that, that's required, the sacrifice that's required, uh, there's a reason these guys get paid what they get paid, and, and there's a sacrifice that goes along with that for their teammates, their organization, and their fan base. And then he left and went to San Francisco and really developed into the player that he is now. You know, he's, he's really had an opportunity to play for, for two good franchises, and now coming to, to, to Las Vegas uh, will be his third. And so um, now he's, he's really uh, he's done a nice job with all of his opportunities. He's a, a very humble human being. Uh, and I think he's really looking forward to having the opportunity to impact his team, our organization, uh, and the entire Raider Nation. You know, I imagine this has got to be a unique time of the calendar for you, Coach, because like I see Jimmy signs uh, officially on the dotted line, the newest quarterback, the Las Vegas Raiders. But, you know, he's not – the guys aren't here yet. We haven't approached that portion of the offseason calendar. So just in terms of, of, of scheming and, and wanting to be a guy that's, that's in the books, like, it's got to be kind of unique for you now knowing, like, hey, Jimmy's here, but we can't really go full speed ahead quite yet. Yeah, it's kind of the calm before the storm. Uh, and honestly, as coaches, it's kind of a nice time for us. And, and I'd say the personnel department does a great job of, of kind of segmenting this part of the offseason. Um, you know, attack free agency with a plan the way we tried to. 
uh, and then head into draft season here. And, um, you know, just it takes time to figure out how this is all going to fit together. And, you know, sitting here today, uh, you don't really know exactly what your team is going to look like um, a month and, and a few days from now. Uh, but you're excited, you know what I mean? And the guys that we've added brought a, a level of energy and excitement to our building. Um, they want to be Raiders. Like I said before, that's a very important part for us uh, to understand the, the tradition and the history of this place. And these players wanted to be a part of that. And they want to build it back up uh, to, to what it's been. And so do we. And so um, it's a unique opportunity here for us to kind of take a deep breath before everybody gets here in a few weeks. Uh, and hits the ground running. But, um, you know, in due time, we'll be there. We'll be ready to go. You know, sticking on the offensive side of the football for a sec, uh, Jacoby Myers, one of the newest additions to this roster, and you sit down with this guy for 30 seconds, and it's hard not to be like, okay, I'm all in on the Jacoby, Jacoby Myers experience. Really nice, engaging, uh, just incredibly, uh, you know, captivating young guy. Like, when you look at Jacoby and what he's going to be able to do on the field uh, for the Raiders in 2023, what excited you about bringing him into the program? Jacoby's, again, tough, smart, uh, dependable, durable, um, you know, puts the team first in every way, unselfish player, has a tremendous amount of versatility. He's very intelligent. He can mo move all over the formation, just like Devontae, just like Hunter shown the ability to do. Uh, and so it gives us a lot of flexibility with our offense. And Jacoby uh, has, has really improved uh, significantly one year to the next at the two things you need to be able to do as a receiver uh, in the National Football League, and that's get open and catch the football. And so he's, he's proven uh, you know, over and over again that he can do that in critical situations against good players. Uh, we're looking forward to adding him to our group and helping our passing offense. You know, just wrapping up here with head coach Josh McDaniels. And coach, we look at, as it stands now, 12 picks uh, in next month's NFL draft. And, and I'm just kind of curious, when, when you and Dave kind of look at that bounty of picks, right? And it's, you know, I'm sure a long way to be decided how many of those 12 are actually utilized come draft weekend. But what is the importance for the, the two of you in kind of developing and cultivating that homegrown talent and taking advantage uh, of all the shots that you guys do have in the draft next month? Make good decisions. You know, this, 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 the draft is never a crapshoot when you, you know, the, the people that have been working on this have been working on it for over a year. And so there's a lot of time and effort that's been spent on this, um, a tremendous amount of, of, of uh, you know, intellect and discussion and, and back and forth uh, research, um, you know, to try to figure out exactly how we feel about each player that's available in the draft. And so once the grades finalized on every player and Dave and his staff, um, you know, finally put that to bed, uh, then it's about making good decisions and good choices and, and honestly being disciplined enough to take the right players, the players that fit the best. Uh, we're trying to build a culture of tough, smart, dependable players uh, that can play well under pressure uh, in all these close games that we're all in these days. And so in order to do that, if you want your team to do that, those are the kind of guys that you have to draft. And so um, we're looking forward to doing that. We think we've got a great start on this year's uh, crop, and, and we'll look forward to finishing up our process here over the month of April uh, and look forward to the draft. Yeah, well, Coach, it's been an exciting few weeks for the Silver and Black and an exciting month and months as we uh, get closer to the draft and then ultimately into the offseason program and then back to training camp we do it all again. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Go enjoy a little bit of sun there, uh, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Eddie. Appreciate you. Dave, I'm a little jealous. I was telling Josh earlier, your, uh, your background looks a lot nicer than mine does. We got the birds chirping, the sun is shining. Life is good for you guys down there, huh? 
life is good, weather is great. It's definitely a little warmer here than what we're experiencing here in, in Henderson, you know? So yeah, sun's shining, birds are out. It's, um, it's a beautiful day, good day to be alive. Absolutely. Well, let's start here. Uh, it's been a while since we talked to you. And since, we, since the last time we spoke, the Raiders have made no shortage of moves. And I think the biggest one, the one that the fan base is, I would say, the most uh, excited about for the time being is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? A new, uh, new signal caller uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, and I'm just curious, when we look at Jimmy and, he, and his body of work, how important was it for you and Josh that this is a guy who, wherever he has been, just finds a way to win football games? Yeah, it's really important. I mean, uh, if there's two in, important aspects of the quarterback position, it's someone that has, I'd say, a high level of leadership skills and someone that um, has, has been a proven winner. Uh, and that's what Jimmy's done over the course of his career. He's uh, a guy that uh, we have some background with. Uh, we also have done, you know, um, a lot of research on Jimmy um, since he was with us uh, in New England during his time in San Francisco. And the two things that you get when you talk to people that have been around Jimmy is that uh, Jimmy uh, has a way about him from a leadership standpoint where the locker room, Jimmy has a lot of belief uh, from the team as a quarterback because he's won out and won a lot of football games. And those are two highly, uh, highly um, important character characteristics when you're talking about any quarterback. And those are two things that you know, Jimmy's embodied over the course of his career. You know, we heard from Josh this morning, and he was asked about whether or not the addition of Jimmy kind of changes the calculus for you all at number seven. And really, he said it's just a benefit now, right? It's You have the luxury of really being able to be a little more nimble and, and kind of letting the board speak to. When you look at, at having the quarterback in place, uh, from a general manager perspective, how valuable is that to have now as we get ready to, to dive into the first round of the draft next month? Yeah, well, uh, you know, having... Um a level of, I'd say, stability or comfort with who you have at the starting quarterback position uh, going in, you know, in the offseason, going, uh, going into a new season. There's a level of comfort with that. Um, so we, you know, we feel good about that. And, and, and in terms of the draft, you know, going in, it, it's, um, again, I think any time, whether it's the quarterback position or whether it's any other position, when you do not feel that you have to, you have to make a play at a position, it, it holds you back from, I think, overreaching, uh, convincing yourself that you know something is um, worth taking at that point when maybe it maybe it's not, uh, and and you can start to overreach in those you know in those situations and those circumstances. And so, um, we have that going into you know the draft with the quarterback position, and and so there is a level of comfort with that. And at the same time, uh, we're not going to be we're we're never going to be afraid at the quarterback position to make that position. A, a position of strength, and and so if that means we're drafting a young player, uh, you know, at a, at a certain at a certain point of the draft, um, we're always going to be open to doing that, no matter, you know, regardless of what our um, you know our situation is, and and so that's going to be no different this year. You know, speaking, of, you know, sticking to guys that are on the offensive side of the football, Jacoby Myers, a guy that has come in, and I was telling Josh this morning, really hard not to root for a guy like that. I mean, you sit down with him for 30 seconds, and uh, an incredibly, uh, you know, nice, incredibly engaging young man. And when you got on a, on a football, uh, from a football point of view, Dave, what was it about Jacoby that you really were attracted to and decided to ultimately bring him to Las Vegas? Yeah, well, I think one thing that we're looking to build here when as we're constructing this roster and we're constructing the identity of the Las Vegas Raiders here in Las Vegas is players that have a chip on their shoulder, players that have earned their way, players that have an edge. Um, those are guys that, you know, we want the fabric of our team to um, 
eventually have that look and, and, and have that feel to it. And when you look at how Jacoby came in the league, um, you see a guy that was an undrafted player uh, that really had to make his way. He was a quarterback in college. He switched the receiver position, an underdog mentality. And, and, Co and Jacoby's worked uh, for everything that he's gotten. He, he has a high passion and a love for football, which is another important trait that we want the Las, Ve Las Vegas Raiders to embody. And, and so that's, uh, you know, there's, there's some intangible things there that are, that are really attractive to us. The player, um, Jacoby's showed the ability consistently over the last, the course of, um, you know, three plus years here to be, get, to be able to get open and catch the football versus um, some of the better defensive backs in the league. Uh, from multiple alignments. He can do it from the inside. He's done it from the outside. Uh, highly productive player and reliable player on third down, which is a critical down in the NFL. And so, you know, Jacoby has a lot of, I'd say, intangible traits. And then the physical skill sets and what he's done in the league as a, as a receiver speaks to itself. And so to be able to, uh, to allow, uh, allow us to um, add another guy at a, a scoring position that can move the change, that can uh, get open, catch the football, and be productive for us, um, you know, is something that's, uh, you know, is something that's really attractive to us. You know, on the defensive side of the ball now, you talk about guys that have a chip on, your, on their shoulder who have earned their way in the NFL. Marcus Epps has very much done that, right? A sixth-round pick who has who scratched and clawed and seen his grow get bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, ultimately playing uh, last year in, in the Super Bowl. When you look at, at him and his skill set and what he can do on Patrick Graham's defense in 2023, uh, what excites you about having him, you know, be wearing the silver and black and going forward? Yeah, and you said it like from the intangible, another guy, self-made guy, drafted in the sixth round um, by the Vikings, released by the Vikings, uh, claimed by the, the Philadelphia Eagles and worked his way up the Eagles roster. And this is a competitive roster. This is a, a program that, that we have a lot of respect for. This was something that he had to earn and he did it. I think he played 99% of the snaps last year in Philadelphia. When you kind of dig into the, some of the intangibles on Marcus Epps, Marcus Epps was a leader in that secondary. He was a guy that was uh, highly intelligent, um, that could make sure that people um, uh, knew what was going on and then could also pro so, um, solve problems on the back end too. And when you have a safety that, that has that high of a football intelligence that can kind of run the defense, if you will, if needs be from the back end, but definitely run the secondary and make sure not only that things are right, but problems are getting solved on the fly. Um, that's something that is uh, really attractive about Marcus Epps. And then when you talk about the skill set, you're talking about someone that has some, I'd say, interchangeable traits. Marcus can, um, has shown the ability to be a reliable player in coverage. He can make plays both from a, a, on a back end and have range on the back end. He's made plays in the short intermediate driving uh, re pattern reading and driving to the football. And then he also is a player that shows up in the run game. And so I think uh, this day and age in, in football, when you have safeties that have, um, that have those, interchangeable, those interchangeable traits, you really can't put them in a box. They can do a little bit of everything. Um, that's, you know, that's what uh, we're looking for um, in our safety position. And then stacking on the, I would say, high level traits, high level football intelligence. Uh, again, smart, tough, um, loves football, dependable player. Uh, that's, uh, those are attractive traits for us as we're building this roster here in Las Vegas. You know, we were talking to Josh this morning, and, and he brought up a few times just the importance of, of signing guys that you know, were committed to being a, you know, a part of this program, not for just a year, but, you know, but really kind of a, a long-term type view. And, and as a general manager, how do you kind of gauge that when you are looking at guys? You, know, you say, hey, this, is, this guy could be a great fit for us, but this is someone that we want to be part of our program for, for two, three, you know, go, you know, however many years it is. How do you kind of gauge that out when you're going through the free agency process? 
Yeah, it was, and some of that's driven by the agents themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and I'd say the agents and certain players, I mean, there's certain players that are, um, you know, based on maybe where their career's at or what they're, what they're attempting to do uh, within their career. Some guys only want to sign a one-year deal, uh, maybe a prove-it deal where, you know, they want to try to test the market and, and, and hopefully maybe have a higher value uh, the following year in the market. And then other guys are more comfortable uh, signing two-year deals, um, you know, based on whatever those circumstances may be personally for them. So for us, though, um, you know, there was definitely attraction going into free agency of finding some guys that were, uh, I'd say, younger football players that we felt were still um, hitting their that hitting their stride, or if you want to say, like, their careers are still on, you know, on an upward trajectory, and locking some of those players into multiple-year deals. We wanted to make the commitment to them. We want them to make the commitment to uh, being a Raider for more than one year. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of different aspects when when you're on on a one-year deal versus a two-year deal, just in terms of the mentality and things like that. Um, you know, I think there's, um, we wanted some guys that we wanted to make a commitment to that wanted to make a commitment to us that we can build around, that we are no, that we know are going to be here with us to continue to build uh, the roster that we want uh, with the types of players that we want. And we found some of those guys and, you know, Marcus Epps and Robert Spillane and, and, and Brandon Faison and, you know, some players where those two, where their goals and their ideals met, you know, met up with ours. And then there's going to be some players that don't and, and that doesn't mean that they're not um, good fits for us, but there was definitely a focus on uh, some guys that we could add um, that had some of those traits, had some of those intangibles that were also, I'd say, uh, in the upward trajectory part of their career that we were able to do that with. Yeah, just wrapping up here with Dave Ziegler. And Dave, we look at the tight end room as it stands now for your 2023 Las Vegas Raiders. A bunch of new faces in there, right? Austin Hooper, O.J. Howard, some old friends that are no longer in that room. When you look at kind of the reimagined tight end room uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders as it stands right now, what kind of excites you about this group going forward? Yeah, I think it's a group that has, you know, has good versatility. And, and I'll, you know, start even going back all the way to Cole Fotheringham. He spent the, um, spent the year on our practice squad. We saw a lot of development out of Cole. Uh, Cole's a guy that, had, you know, showed the ability in practice um, during our competitive periods to be able to uh, get open and catch the football. And he also has a, an edge and a, and a toughness to him um, that, you know, allows, you know, allowed him to, um, you know, be competitive as a run blocker. And so we like that. Um, then we have, you know, Jesper Horstead's back with us, and, and Jesper created a role for himself in the kicking game, which uh, having a player that can, that can do that and get to the game each week and contribute um, on fourth down is a very important thing, and Jesper showed the ability as a, as a pass catcher to be able to, again, a guy that can get open, and he can get open from some different alignments. And then, you know, we added, obviously, O.J. Howard and Austin Hooper, and O.J.'s a big target. You know, you've seen him um, throughout his career be able to um, show up in the red zone. He's a big target to work down the seam. Uh, he has a, a wide catch radius where the quarterback doesn't always have to be perfect. He showed the ability to go up and get the football. And then he has the size and, and um, the size and length to be competitive as a run blocker on the edge. And then you go to Austin Hooper, who's really, uh, again, he's been a consistent guy throughout his career in terms of being a productive pass catcher. Um, you know, he he's, um, finds a way to get open. He finds a way to uh, catch the football. Austin has, I'd say, uh, uh, a high football IQ, his ability to operate in zone coverage, to find, zone, to find voids in zone coverage, uh, to find open creases where he's able to um, catch the football and find those, find those holes on the run. Uh, is something that's been attractive to us. And, and Austin's also a guy that's developed into 
a player that's figured out what he needs to do to be successful as a blocker. He doesn't need to go out there and try to drive people off the ball, but he can use his athleticism, he uses his technique, he uses his run fits to be able to be an effective position, uh, position blocker and, and be someone that can be competitive out there um, in the run game too. And so, we, uh, you know, that group has a lot to prove, but we also, we like their versatility. We like some of the duality that they have in their traits as run game, you know, run game players and passing game players. And, you know, excited to see that group gel together and, you know, that, that's what they're going to have to do is gel together and, and grow within our system. And last one for you, Dave. I know that we're kind of in the midst of, of kind of pro day extravaganza right now. I mean, for you and Josh and, and Champ and the rest of the staff, uh, you know, whether it's quarterback, linebacker, receiver, whatever position it may be, what's kind of the goal for you all when you go to these pro days and have a chance to, to talk to coaches and to see some of these guys uh, live and in person? Yeah, well, there, uh, there's a couple things. I think when you when you have that opportunity, you do get a uh, you do have the opportunity to see those players up close and personal from just a body type standpoint. Um, you know, look at how they're how they're built, and you're able to see some of those things in the combine on pictures and things like that. But to be able to pro day, you're really able to get up close uh, with these players and, and just from a body type standpoint, see how they're built, see what their body structure is, which um, is important for us. Uh, then I'd say the other part that I think is highly valuable for us is just being able to spend time with the players, um, whether that be the night before or, or after the pro day and, and spend some time, uh, whether it be in the classroom or whether it be just on a personal level. And it's all, you know, you get another an opportunity to, to interview these players and, and get to know them on a more, in a more detailed way. And so there's a, lot of, there's a lot of value in that. It's probably one of the most valuable aspects of going to the pro days. And then again, get, getting to see the players perform again in a live setting, um, getting to see, you know, feel the speed, feel their, see their movement skills up close. You know, all, there's, there's value in all of those aspects too. So I think, you know, there's multiple ways that the pro day is, um, that the pro day is valuable. Uh, and, and I think the most valuable, at least in my opinion, is our ability to spend time and, and, and in an interview kind of interview session, if you will, to be able to dig and get to know these players, whether it's their football intelligence, whether it's their personal character, whatever it may be, um, you know, to, to get some more answers that you may have um, when, when you're, um, that you have with each one of these players individually. Well, David, like I said, no shortage of exciting things surrounding the Las Vegas Raiders right now. Uh, thank you for coming to hang out with us. Enjoy your time in Phoenix. Uh, safe travels back here, and we'll catch up with you here in Vegas, all right? Appreciate you. Have a good day. And there you have it. We went back to back, starting the week off with energy and enthusiasm. Loving it, loving it, loving it. Uh, Josh McDaniels and then Dave Ziegler dominating the airwaves on not only the Raiders Podcast Network, but Raiders YouTube and Raiders.com as well. So we're out of here. Just like that. We came in, we dominated, we threw a few haymakers, and now we are hitting the road. So uh, we will be back on Thursday with our usual episode, same deal, you know, our normally scheduled program, but we just had so much stuff going on today. We're like, you know what? We got to drop a bonus. So we don't want this to, to marinate for all too long. So here it is. There it was. I hope you all enjoyed it. A uh, big thank you to Sam and Marcus from Silver and Black Productions who are down there dominating everything content related in Phoenix for us. Uh, and just like that, we're here and we're gone. So for Eddie Pascal, uh, our guests, on the bonus ode, has, excuse me, head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler. My man Ray on the ones and twos. And a big special shout out to Will Kiss, our public relations director, for doing all the facilitating. We cannot do what we do without Will and his staff. So big shout out to them uh, and everyone else at Silver and Black Productions. Thank you for hanging out with us. And as I said, we will see you on Thursday for our normal episode of Upon Further Review.
Thanks for listening to this edition of Upon Further Review, presented by Coors Light on the official Raiders Podcast Network. And we're back with breaking news. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any Coke fan, so make sure you... Jim. <laughs> Jim. We're on the air. Ooh, yes, this tastes like the best Coke ever to me. Your thoughts, Jen? Well, can I have a sip? <laughs> Jen, we're in the middle of reporting the news. I need to try it first. 